On today's show, we're going to continue our conversation about indoor air quality, how important it is for your company and your customers' health. Welcome to Cracking the Code, the show that helps you overcome the challenges you face every day in contracting and keeps you on the cutting edge of emerging trends and best practices. Now, before we dive into the content today, I want to throw an offer, a special offer out there if you're not an EGIA Contract University member. If you're enjoying the content that this show provides, I'm going to encourage you to check out the full courses by joining the platform for 30 days free of charge. Click the Join button at the top right of the screen, then select the Plus Membership. We'll give you access to the full courses so you can start to take your business to the next level. Now, last week we talked about how important it is that we believe in the value of indoor air quality products before we can ever sell it. Once you understand how important it is, you've got to learn to communicate that information to your homeowner in your process. So once again, we're going to join Steve Morris and talk about how do you communicate the value and the opportunities, the necessity for indoor air quality products with your homeowners. Hello, everybody, and welcome to EGIA Contract University. I'm Steve Morris, and in this video, we're going to talk about how to focus on IAQ on every single service, maintenance, and sales call. How is your IAQ focus? It's a great question. Are you focusing on IAQ on every call? Most people don't. Most technicians aren't used to doing it or don't know what to do. So let's take FOCUS, put that into an acronym. As you can probably tell by now, I love acronyms, especially when they fit into my subject material. FOCUS, to me, it stands for foundation, observation, communication, understanding, and solution. If you work this into the call, you'll become successful in IAQ and other types of product sales. Let's start with the foundation. You've done some of it already. The technical information, you're technically sound now, at least as much as you can be from watching the videos. We can do live sessions as well and live WebExes, but we got that technical information. It's part of the foundation. Now you believe in the product. You believe in the product and the product solutions, and hopefully you've installed some in your own home and experienced it yourself. Here again, have the product in your own home. The technicians that sell the most stuff are the ones that can believe in it because they're experience it, experiencing it themselves. Understanding IAQ challenges in the home. Now we know how the product works. Now, now we got to see the challenges, not only understand the challenges, but how to explain it to a homeowner in layman's terms. You understand now how a properly designed IAQ products and solutions work. There's improperly designed units and there's properly designed units. You understand it so that it helps with your belief factor. Setting the stage on the call is part of the foundation. I'm going to teach you my thought process and how you should work the call and start the conversation with indoor air quality. Simply add this to the conversation. Hopefully during your call you're having a conversation with the thermostat. You're asking about hot and cold spots, how long you've been living here, any other challenges or things that I should be concerned about. Add this to the, the statement or the question to that call. While I'm here today and at no extra charge to you, I'm going to do a thorough inspection of your system. If I discover anything that might affect the performance of your equipment or the health of your family, would you like me to share that with you or just go ahead and fix it? Now I've heard this statement or this question 15 different ways. You can do it any way you want. Here's what I want you to get across. That you're going to do something special for them over and above and it's not going to cost them any more money. And it's going to be a benefit for them because you're going to check for things that affect the performance of their equipment and the health of their family. And all you're asking at the end 
if I discover anything, do you want me to share it with you or not? There's not many people that say, you know, if something's broken or not working, it's going to affect my health and my family, you know, cause me to overpay to the utility company. Nah, don't tell me about it. They're going to, they might say not go ahead and fix it. Now, if you've had a client for 20, 30 years, and they say, you know what, you've been here for 20, 30 years doing my maintenance, go ahead and fix it. Most people are going to say, you know what, let's kind of share that with you. I'd like to know. So if they'd like to know, now it becomes your obligation to share the information with them. But you can see how you set the stage to talk about things during the diagnostic stage. There's a system here. We're just adding a couple little tweaks to how to work the service and maintenance call. Observations, that's the next thing. You've asked them permission to go observe things. Now you better go observe them. Okay, the things you're going to look for. What observations and discoveries are you going to look for on the call? You're going to look for things that address the three phases of contamination in the air. Know how it affects the performance equipment and know how it affects the, the family's health. You've got to internalize that. That might take a little bit of study, but it's not long. Most of it we covered in a technical session. But understand it so that you can observe it and then explain it to a homeowner. And then you, um, you, they have to see what you have to see. You just can't come up to the stairs and say, hey, don't remember I told you if I found anything, your system's all, it's all messed up. It's got all this dust and debris. Oh, really? You know, show it to them. Take a picture. Take a video. We all got it on our, our phones today. Bring them down and show it themselves. Show it to them themselves. And it's a transition statement. It goes something like this. Hey, Tom and Sally, do you have a minute to check something out with me? Remember when I asked you if I discovered anything that affects the performance of your equipment or the health of your family, and you said you wanted me to share that with you? Well, let's take a look at something here that I want to share with you. Very simple. Take this little phrase here, build it into your service call. Change it into your own words. You, don't, you might take it verbatim. Or you might have a way of tweaking it that's comfortable for you. All I'm saying is, ask the question at the thermostat or in your, after your meet and greet. Set the stage. Now that you've set the stage, you're going to observe things. Bring that to the attention of the homeowner and let them see what you see. The next thing you do is you have to communicate it. Transfer what you believe to someone else. How many times have I said that? You've got to internalize this belief, get excited about it, and with passion say, I know how I can take care of this problem. Know the how to make the observations and challenges that you've found. When you find them, how do we communicate it to a homeowner? The solutions have to be given to the homeowner. You can't go through all this and not have solutions. And we'll get into that in the solution stage. It's all about show and tell. You know, show them you've asked permission, now you show it to them, and you tell them what the challenges are and that you have solutions for them. And you've got to do it in layman's terms. One of the challenges that technicians have is they've learned technical information and they want to talk technical to the homeowner and it goes over their head. Once you understand how to give analogies and give it in layman's terms, then they start to understand. This is the understanding and communication stage here. So here's a transition question for better filters and air cleaners. I get asked quite often, you know, we, I get all this technical information, I'm not sure when to talk about it in the call, and now, okay, I do get when to talk about it during a call, but what do I say? You make it simple. Say, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, you see all the buildup in here? Well, this passed right through your filter. It's affecting the equipment's performance, and studies show that it may be causing you to overpay the utility company and may cause unnecessary breakdowns and shorten the life of the unit. I can take care of this today. 
That means you're going to be able to clean it, maintain it, and fix it today. Yet, is there any reason why you wouldn't want a better filter or a proper air cleaner to prevent this from happening in the future? We're seeing it now. We know the filter's broken because the stuff's going through it. I can take care of it today, duct cleaning, coil cleaning, blower wheel cleaning, whatever it takes to clean it. How about if I prevent it from happening in the future? So you can experience the system working at peak efficiency all year round, not just a few days after I'm here after my maintenance. If you ask the question that way, is there any reason why you wouldn't want a better filter or a proper air cleaner to take care of this today? Or to, I'm saying to prevent it from happening in the future. Most people aren't going to say, you know what, I like that dirt, dust, and debris in there. Ah, just leave it in there. Now they might say, and they probably will, yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. I'm, I'm interested. But what does it cost? I'm going to address the what does it cost question later. The transition question into UVC. That's how you transition, the last section that I just talked about, how you transition from particles into filtration. Oh, and by the way, when I said, is there uh, any reason why you wouldn't want a better filter or a proper air cleaner to prevent this from happening in the future? How many options did I just give them? Most people say two. I actually gave them three. A better filter or a proper air cleaner means there's improper air cleaners out there. So I can give you something that doesn't work. I can give you something that really works well. Or I can just give you a better filter. So you give them three different options. Well, now how do we get into UV? Well, during this observation, we're saying things, how do we transition into ultraviolet energy? You know, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, we're looking at the stuff here today that affects the performance of the equipment. Studies also show the same stuff that's affecting the performance of the equipment can also aggravate asthma and allergies. Who in your house suffers from asthma and allergies? I know you've been asked probably 10, 20 different times to ask that question. There's a right time and a wrong time to ask that question. In the old days, when I first got uh, going in training, I went to a couple of training classes on uh, communicating from the technician end, and we were trained to ask that question up front at the thermostat, right when you're asking hot and cold spots and all that other kind of stuff. If in that conversation you ask the question, who in your house suffers from asthma and allergies? As a co consumer, as a homeowner, I'm going to think, who the heck are you? Are you a doctor? Where would that come from? You, you built no credibility, credibility on that to ask the question, no trust. And what is it related to? The thermostat? You know, you got to understand when to ask the question. The best time to ask, now, does anybody? That's a closed-ended question. Assume that somebody does. Who in your house suffers from asthma and allergies? But the time to ask that question is during the diagnostic stage after you've showed them the dirt, dust, and debris. Because the same stuff that's in there is biological growth and germs and bacteria. That stuff can aggravate asthma and allergies. So who in your house suffers from asthma and allergies? Okay, so we're transitioning into the UVC questions. Here again, studies show that this same stuff that aggravates the performance of your equipment, it can also aggravate your health. Who in your house suffers from asthma and allergies? Then you say, when I like to transition after that, if they give you a name, you know, my son Johnny does. Well, how bad is it? Oh, it's horrible. He goes for shots once a week. He has oxygenation once a month. You know, it's, it's, it's just a horrible situation. Or it might be as mild as, you know, it's just a couple times a year. It's not that bad. Or nobody does. We're all super healthy. You're going to get an answer. If they give you a name, say, what are you doing about it today? And they're going to give you the story. They're going to get emotional about it. Oh, he goes in for shots. We've got to take medication. He's always sick. You know, so... Get that information, ask them what they're doing about it. They're going to tell you, and then say, make a simple 
Another simple question. If I had a way to disinfect your air 24 hours a day, naturally without chemicals, is that something you'd be interested in? This is after you've asked those questions on who in your house suffers from asthma and allergies. Now they've got the thought process going. Because prior to this, you might ask a question like, well, what are you doing to disinfect your air to help them out? Oh, we spray Lysol in the air. We do this. In the technical part of our training, we talked about that and adding more chemicals into the air that we don't want into the air. So if we had a way to disinfect your air 24 hours a day, naturally, without any chemicals or sprays, is that something you'd be interested in? Here again, it's the type of a question that people usually aren't going to say, you know what, I like germs in the air, I don't care. They're going to say, well, yeah, I'd be interested. Well, what are you going to do? Well, we're going to take the energy and the power of the sun and install it inside your ductwork. I didn't say nanometers. I didn't say wavelengths. I didn't talk about UV lights. I just say we're just simply in layman's terms, we're going to take the energy and the power of the sun that kills germs outside and put it inside your ductwork. Do the same thing inside here. Now listen, indoor air quality products are not just about the quality of the air. It also helps with those gnarly smells from pets and cooking and all the stuff that can happen in anyone's house. Let's join Steve once again and talk about these powerful benefits of indoor air quality products. How about a transition statement into VOCs and odor control? This is probably the most difficult one. Particles, you can see them. Now you're going to have to explain to them, you know, most of the stuff that you're looking at here, it's only 2% of what's in the air. 98% is below 1 micron. You know, then the same stuff affects the performance of the equipment. It also affects your health. That gets you into UV. Is there any reason why you wouldn't want a better filter, proper air cleaner? If I could disinfect your air 24 hours a day, naturally without chemicals, would you be interested? Now what about gases? Now we're getting into the gas-based contamination, and it's not hard to explain to people there's particles in the air. It's not hard to get them to understand there's germs. They all believe that. Toxic compounds in my house? Well, you know, there's all kinds of studies. The EPA states that VOCs, gases, and other odors that are causing contaminants are two to five times worse indoors than they are outside. The cool thing about our UV, our UV system, Mrs. Jones, is that it has two lamps. One takes care of the germs, it has a wavelength for germs, and one does the gases. You get both with one unit. So you really don't even have to talk about gas phase contamination. Just have a unit that does both. We do the UV and we're going to give you the ozone control or the uh, gas phase control for free. You see how these transitions work? So it, this is taking a while to explain this, but when you work it into the call, it's really only, only adding maybe two to five minutes to the call depending how, how involved the consumer or your homeowner gets with the questions that you have. Next thing you have in the focus is understanding. You must be empathetic with the homeowner regarding the initial reason for the call. This is important. Don't get into IAQ sales mode. You're going to be asking questions. The reason you came there was to maintain the equipment or find out what's wrong and fix it. It's a service call. You got to be empathetic, you know, I'm here today to do that. Let me finish my job. Take care of the diagnostic and the maintenance first before we get into product solutions. Now, I'm not saying we don't bring it up in conversation during that stage, but if they are asking what's the solution, you say, you know, that's what I call takeaway. Take away that, the, the sales process and say, you know, I'll talk about that to you later, but let me finish what I'm here for today. So understand when, where, and how to communicate IAQ challenge and solutions during the call. We're going through that process now. Now we're to the point where they're saying, yeah, I'm interested. Now, what do you have for solutions? 
and they might ask you what the price is. Here again, I'm going to address that in a little bit. You're transitioning into all three phases of contamination in layman's terms during the call. It's not about just particles, or just I got a UV light to kill germs, or just I have an ozone uh, generator that's going to control the gases. You got to explain all three so they can make an educated decision on what they're going to want to do to solve the problem. And if they want to do all three, or just two of them, or just one of them, it's okay. It's up to them. Then you better have product solutions. I, I see this a lot where guys say, I get it, I know how to transition it, I get the whole thing, and then you leave. You got to have a product solution. And I like to see those solutions put into packages. So you need to have product solutions readily available. I would encourage you and your management team to come up with uh, product solutions in packages. Bundle them. Bundle them in IAQ packages. I can help you with that. I can give you kind of a concept. Uh, the high-end one should do all three phases of contamination. It's a super-duper model. The next one does all three, but not as, as quick as this one. It doesn't have some bells and whistles. The one after that does the, the, the germs and the gas, or the germs and the particles, but doesn't do the gases. And the last one just does the particles, and that could be filtration or, or, or polarized media air cleaner, whichever you decide you're going to put into the packages. But you can see how the packages flow. Super duper does all three, only does two, only does one. So let's figure out a way to have those packages ready and available. Let the homeowner choose the best one to fit your budgets and your needs. You know, don't say, hey, look, everybody's buying this one, or you should buy the most expensive one. It's not about that. It's about, remember, we're getting at them into shopping and buying mode. We're not in selling mode. They get to pick. And that's going to be one of your statements. Here's the packages, and you get to pick the best one to fit your budgets and your needs. Here's a little idea on how packages work. We can bundle these packages for you and, and kind of mix and match the way it might work in your market. So here again, I can, I can help you out with that. What if? You put the packages in front of them. What if they pick the most expensive one? What if they pick the middle one? What if, what if they pick, pick the least expensive? What if they say, no, I don't want any of them? Any one of these scenarios can happen. What do you do? Try to sell them the higher package? If they pick the middle one, are you trying to get them up to the other one? Or keep pushing to try to get a sale if they say no? Remember, we're not in selling mode. The thing is, we got to do our job. Our job is to communicate this information to them show them packages, then they pick the best one that fits their budgets and their needs. So get ready to write this down. You know, there's all kinds of different closing statements and techniques. So whatever they pick here, here's what I want you to say. Okay. They pick the highest package. Okay. They pick the lowest one. Okay. You know what? I can't afford it today. My husband just lost his job. We're putting three kids through college. I just don't have any money. I'd love to have it, but I just can't do it right now. You take a note of it and you say, Okay. See, the whole point is, it's not about a sales process as much as it is about communicating, getting the solutions in their hand, and then letting them choose the best one that fits their budgets and their needs. And then just say, okay, your job is done. You see how this concept kind of works is that you don't have to get into sales mode during your call. This is about fixing mode. We're fixing something for them. The dirt, dust, and debris, the germs and the gases is what broke it. How do we fix it? We fix it with the right filtration, the right air cleaning, and the right UV technology. So how about if they say, well, how much does it cost? And that's saying that's during the diagnostic stage. You know, is there any reason why you wouldn't want a better filter or proper air cleaner to prevent this from happening in the future? Well, the only reason I can think of is it depends what it costs. The worst thing you can do right there is pull out a price list. 
don't pull out the prices. Now you're in sales mode. Now in their mind, oh, he was already ready to sell me something. Remember, we just want to be in this, this uh, conversational mode. And so what I would like you to say is, first of all, remember why you were there to begin with. You were there for a service and maintenance call. You have to take care of that first. Let me take care of this, and then I'll show you my bundles and my packages. So here again, finish what you're doing. The thing I want you to say to them is, you know, it depends. Let me finish up here. When I'm done fixing the equipment or, you know, servicing your, your piece of equipment, doing the maintenance, I'll go out in the truck, and we, this happens to us all the time about the indoor air quality concerns. We already have some packages put together, and I'll show them to you. You get to pick the best one to fit your budgets and your needs. But you're going to do it later, because why were you there? You're there to service and maintenance on a unit. Keep that in mind. Don't get into sales mode. They're getting into buying mode now because they're asking you questions. And it's coming down to price now. So it's up to them to pick the best one that fits their budgets and your needs. And that's just about the, the package presentation. So it really comes down to this. You have your plan put together. You understand the technology. You must have all five of these in your process. The foundation, the observations, communication, understanding, and solution. Without one of these, if you lose one, the other ones remain out of focus. So that's your plan. I want you to plan for success and focus on indoor air quality so you can help your customers breathe cleaner, fresher, and healthier air. Well, folks, thanks for joining us here on Cracking the Code. Once again, I hope you enjoyed this content. Listen, the indoor air quality products are so important to your business, so important to your homeowners. You've got to believe in it. You've got to understand it. You've got to learn how to communicate it and make sure you offer it every single time. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next week. Until then, bye-bye for now.